0: you're listening to the red Tales, the moddy body red podcast which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies from juggling changing friendship groups dealing with first heartbreaks and waking up to changing body parts our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, And every fortnight, I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast, as we'll share with you our special Body discount code. Most of us will experience gaslighting at one stage in our lives, but we're not always aware of it until it happens, as was the case for myself. One of my early relationships was riddled with manipulative behavior, but it's only with space, reflection and understanding that I've come to recognize what was happening during the course of our time together. This is what makes gaslighting so hard to call out. My ex had a reputation for being a flirt. Something he consoled me was in the past because of his commitment to me. And while I wanted to believe what he was saying to my face, I had a visceral gut feeling that something was off. Almost a year into the relationship, a mutual friend confided in me that my ex had approached her while intoxicated and asked her to be intimate with him. She declined, knowing full well that he was in a relationship with me. When I approached my ex about it, he denied any wrongdoing before admitting to the events, but rather than accept blame and apologise, he shifted blame onto the other person, saying he was sorry that she thought it had happened that way, thus denying her experience and my feelings. Gaslighting can be a cruel and isolating experience, and something today's guest, Amelia McGrath, knows all about. In high school, Amelia's boyfriend soon began to use manipulative tactics to underscore their feelings, experiences, and even actions. Today, they join us to share their story. Welcome to the podcast, Amelia. Thank you so much for coming here today. (laughs) Before we go into your experience, could you tell us a bit about what gaslighting is and what it means to you? Like how can it, how it can happen? For sure. Um, Gaslighting to me has always been a form
1: of emotional manipulation that makes somebody doubt their own feelings and own experiences. So if somebody was to say to you, oh, that isn't how that event happened at all, even though you were there and you saw it happening and then you start to think, oh, Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I shouldn't believe my own eyes, maybe I shouldn't believe my own brain, my own feelings regarding that event, then I do believe that's sort of the most basic definition
0: of gaslighting. Yeah. And <laughs> And when what was your first or what's the most prominent experience of it that you've um, encountered?
1: Ooh, well, it was some loser dude that I dated in high school, as it often is. I'm mm. certain I would have been gaslit mildly before because, you know, people can sometimes do it without yeah. meaning to, um, which is something I'm really, really aware of, especially after this, that I don't want to make anybody feel the way that I did during this relationship. Mm. But So basically, this was a boy who I had dated in year 11 for like a month, and it just ended the way that month-long relationships do with us being like, yeah, don't, not really feeling it. And then we got back together in year twelve. After I went through a lot of nonsense at the start of the year that made me very, very sensitive. I was in a really vulnerable spot, mm. which I'm pretty certain is what led to me wanting him. Yeah, you know, back in the first place. Back in your life, yeah. Because yeah.
0: bad, bad decision, as I
1: would later find out. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's like is, it's yeah. a
0: safety thing at that point, mm. and you only know that as you get older. Yeah, that, that isn't what you do but as a child that's what you do if something bad happens you run back to mom and dad yeah. and similarly if something bad happens in your life you'll run back to what once made you feel comfortable yeah absolutely and, that's what happened and
1: I was just a kid and i yeah. I'd been through so much stuff that I'd never been through before and I was like I just want familiarity at this point point. and he was familiar to me despite even when we dated the first time was a bit you know not that nice oh but anyway so it started off very kind of love Bommie. Like he would stay up very late talking to me. He was very, very good when I was upset. He mm. would talk to me about, you know, anything I needed, he would be like, yeah, I'm I'm your shoulder, lean on me as much as you need. And I love that obviously, mm. because, you know, I needed a lot of comfort at this point. So it was, it's not like it started out badly, Yeah. but I feel looking back on it, that this was... On purpose. Right. On his behalf, if that makes sense. Yeah, to make you feel
0: guilty, like... Yeah, to kind of give me something to cling on to. That yeah. his feelings were so sincere and so much... Yeah. ...that it was justified early yeah. on. Yeah. So when, what kind of behaviour started happening? Like, was it Mike, like, on a small level or was there a big thing? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was very, very small at first. So, for example, he was one of those very, very
1: edgy humor type people who okay. I just don't want to be around anymore now that I'm older and more mature. But he would make a lot of not blatantly offensive jokes, but jokes that would make me say, Oh, I don't I feel like you shouldn't really say that. Mm-hmm. And his response to that would always be like, oh come on. Like it's always just a joke. Like you you can't overreact to that kind of stuff. So yeah. I would think, oh Maybe I'm overreacting, so I wouldn't really call them out as much because yeah. I didn't like being told that I was overreacting. I mean, nobody likes being told that. No, no, not at all. And especially because one thing that he would always say to me, which looking back on it, I'm like, ew, ew, mm. that's so gross. Was um, oh, you know, you're you're not like my ex. Like she was crazy. Like you're so chill. You're so easy to yeah. talk to. And I've honestly, had that too. <laughs> yep, honestly, my, I have a conspiracy that the word "chill" has been warped to just like keep femmes basically not calling things out when mm. something goes wrong because that's it shouldn't mean that it should mean what it originally meant which is like oh you're easy to talk to like you're fun to hang out with
0: which I am yeah but like <laughs> that um, I am I swear no I, I am sorry pro- I, I promise <laughs> um,
1: But he would use chill as a way to be like you can't call me out on yeah. things so it was like leverage where I would hear something that I didn't really agree with and then think oh but I'm chill you know like chill people don't Chill Call men out.
0: out. Yeah, chill people don't react. It kind of reminds you of that thing, and I don't know who posted it, it could even have been yourself, where it was <laughs> like – um Men or like or anybody, sorry, when they say something and you say, Oh, that's like I don't like that joke and then that person says back to you, Well, I guess I'll just never joke again. (laughs) Like the extreme. (laughs) And it's like, no, I'm not saying never joke again. (laughs) I'm just saying like I don't like that joke. Yeah. No, I can't speak now.
1: I don't understand (laughs) why people read so deeply into it when you say something and then they're like, Oh, I'm gonna dig like ten miles deep to figure out your secret meaning. And it's like, no, when I say I don't like the joke. I mean, yeah. I don't like the joke. I don't yeah. mean shut up forever.
0: And it doesn't mean, like, meet me back with mm. defensiveness. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um,
1: he wasn't exactly defensive so much as, like, really, really snarky, really condescending about it. Right. Because, um, I mean, he had a few best mates at that time. I don't know if they're friends anymore. I don't really care to find out. But yeah. um, <laughs> they were all kind of in the same, like, oh, yeah, like, we hang out with Amelia because they're, like, chill and they're, like, laid back, whatever. And then if I would not be quote-unquote chill for a bit they would all be like oh you're so dramatic about it but mm. um it kind of kept getting worse very quickly so he was pretty much racist to one of my closest friends at the time and mm. we were both like whoa whoa like you can't say that stuff like yeah. do not talk to us like that do not talk to her like that that's like I'm not gonna not allow you yet. and he would basically just be like oh you guys are so offended Ooh, like oh social justice warriors and then that's to both of us because we were we'd both been raised to think that his cishet man's attention was the most important thing yeah <laughs> so we were kind of like we would talk about it when this guy wasn't, wasn't around there and, yeah and we would be like should we maybe like like you know chill out a little bit like should we keep calling him out like what if like what if he doesn't want to be friends with us anymore or something which is ridiculous because like this is somebody who is flat out being racist mm. and the fact that we were doubting ourselves about it kind of proves that he was unfortunately really good at what he did which was minimizing our problems yeah um it did for me personally it it continued to escalate from there where for example if we were going to hang out and I would be messaging him saying hey can you like let me know where to meet you or something like and he would open the message and then just not reply and it would be half an hour before I had to meet him and I would say can you please tell me where I need to go I don't know what I'm doing and he would be like can you just like calm the f down and I was like what like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to you a reasonable <laughs> question. Yeah, like I'm hanging out with you. I don't know why you're why you're talking to me like this. When I like even then, when I had very low self confidence, I was thinking, no, no, I'm not. How am I in the wrong here? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But then he would be like, "Oh, you always throw such a big deal, throw such a big tantrum about me seeing you." And I was like, "It's not about you not re- not responding to my messages. I don't care if you don't want to respond to a message, but we're hanging out." You need yeah, to tell me where to a go. Question. Yeah, like it's important. Like, what am I meant to do? Just go to somewhere, to go to anywhere in sitting and just hope you turn up? That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's I'm stupid. not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it sort of it turned a bit more from um, oh, you're overreacting a lot. You know, you need to chill out to being like, oh, you're acting crazy, and that was a pretty big thing for me because going from, oh, you're so chill, to, oh, no, you're acting crazy. I was like, oh,
0: crap, what am I doing wrong? Like, this crazy is so is bad. is such a strong word. Isn't it? Because I had an ex who my mum called me crazy. But she means it in, you know, you're my daughter, you're, yeah. you're mad, you're crazy. Oh, Sasha, you're being crazy. Yeah. And it is that fight <laughs> thing of, like, yeah, you're overreacting. Yeah. And then when I broke up with this person, they came back to me and they were like, well, you're a psycho, even your mum admits it. And I was like, that isn't the situation. It's not the that same. That isn't what it was. <laughs> like, know. yeah, she's my mum. She gets to say that
1: she stuff gets about to say me. That.
0: You're taking this out of context. Absolutely. Like, you're you're trying to make me feel like. I am that and that and then you know I should excuse you and let you off scot-free yeah because I'm the problem but yeah. I can be I mean I was lucky in that this was only a couple of years ago yeah. I was an adult yeah but if I was a child or if I was in high school I don't know if I would have had the tools in my pocket to remove myself and objectively be like no my mom can yeah. say that because she loves
1: me <laughs> like yeah and also she doesn't mean it like oh you're actually like psycho she's just being like oh you're like, you're my daughter, you're wild, look at you go, like that kind yeah. of stuff. When my mum did that, at least that's what she meant yeah, by it. Yeah, same. I mean, speaking of mums, my mum absolutely hated this guy's guts and <laughs> to this day, what, five years later, she's still like, how's mm going? <laughs> you know, d- does he still suck? Yeah, does he exactly. still sucks so much? <laughs> it's on the hit list, the mum's hit list. <laughs> I hope he is, honestly. Um, but, yeah, this sort of making me doubt my own feelings in this situation kept on escalating. So this mm. was... The kind of very aloof, apathetic boy who, and I, I really don't get along with apathetic people because I'm very, I'm very emotionally charged. Like I'm You're very super pathetic. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm pathetic. <laughs> You're, <Sandra>. very <laughs> empathetic. You're very pathetic. Yeah. Look, I don't know about empathy. I do struggle with empathy, but okay. I feel things really, really deeply, sure. and I like love a lot of things. I'm really open about what I feel. And mm. this person was always just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about anything. Like you'd like take a photo of a sunset and be like, whatever. And I was sort of like, well, why'd you take a photo of it then, huh? If you you don't care about it, why'd you take a photo? But um, he was also the kind of, so on on that, like that led to him not being like verbally nice to me. Like maybe thinking back on it, maybe words of affirmation were not his love language or something, but he never said anything nice to me. Mm. Um, So there was one conversation I had. I remember this night so vividly where I popped up to him and I said, hey, just a quick question. I'm not calling you out or anything. I just want to know. Um, why don't you compliment me? Because we've been we've been together for about six months at this point, and I don't remember any time that you've actually been like, oh, like you look, you look nice today, or how oh, that joke was funny, or that kind yeah. of stuff. Like even tiny stuff like that. And he was like, oh, well, I just think compliments have to be earned. And um, I said, sorry. <laughs> um, how in six months have I not earned one compliment? And I did say that. I was like, yeah. that seems a bit weird, don't you think? Like how I don't think it's possible that I've done nothing. Turn this and he was just like, Are you really about to start something about this right now? And I said, you know what? Maybe, because this is actually upsetting to me to think that instead of it's quite you, a
0: calculated I know. response. Because it's, it's not even like, oh whoops, I didn't know mm, I forgot, you know. It's like, yeah, I know. I know I haven't complimented. I know you, you haven't done enough.
1: <laughs> and yeah, that was really uncomfortable. I felt very, very unsettled by that. Um, so I asked, Well, I'm not exactly sure what you expect me to do because I feel like I've been doing a lot of nice things for you. Like I, I buy you nice stuff. Like when we go out to dinner, usually I'll pay for it. Um, and, you know, I, I do take, care of my appearance and stuff and it's nice to even just be like oh your hair looks good because my yeah. hair always looks good your hair looks so great. the fact that he never complimented <laughs> it was just beyond me yeah but, um, so I said oh well I don't know I just feel like it's super easy to compliment me and then I to like kind of prove this which was you know gutsy of me given the situation um I messaged one of my other friends and just said hey um I'm feeling down can you give me a compliment and um, they immediately responded being like, oh, like, I love hanging out with you. You're so much fun, like, all that. That is um, such a
0: good isn't that nice? tidbit for people to take away. If you're ever feeling down to message a friend and be like, I'm feeling down. Message Amelia's me friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, message Amelia's friend. But just anybody. That's, I think I'm going to do that.
1: <laughs> it's, it works because people people jump at the chance to make someone feel good, I've noticed, which is really, really cute, except mm. for this guy. But um, so I screenshotted that and sent it to him and was like, see it's like it's really not that hard this is just the kind of stuff I want like you're fun to hang out with you don't have to make a big song and dance about it I just want you to start being a little bit nicer to me Mm. and it was like oh my god you were so psycho and that was the first time he called me psycho I remember it so vividly because I was really really upset about it Mm. um and I thought you I don't think that he should be calling me this surely like surely this isn't psycho of me to be doing this to be like upset that someone I've dated for six months out of my life especially when I'm a child Mm. is like not nice to me at all verbally so I was kind of like hey don't ever call me that again and then um he responded I think like 45 minutes later with a bunch of screenshots of a group chat between him and his best friends making fun of me and being like Amelia's being psycho again um they were calling me a bitch they were calling me crazy they were like mimicking the conversation between my friend and I and he'd sent me the screenshots of it and was like see everybody thinks you're crazy and I like I was so upset I was, like, bawling my eyes out. Also
0: because you didn't go to your friend and say, hey, my boyfriend isn't no. making me feel good about myself. Can you please give me a compliment? No,
1: not at all. Like, I didn't make it about him. I didn't make it a vindictive thing and he turned it into literally bullying me. It turns out that group chat had been around for a long time before this as well. And I was like, that's nuts. And I was, I was so upset. I was, like, crying really, really loudly. Yeah. And my mom came into my room and was like... Oh my god like what's happened? Yes. And I was just like no no it's fine it's just I'm I'm talking with mm. and she was like well, he's not a very good person if he's making you cry this much. And I was kind of like, whatever.
0: i had, like, a similar experience where at one time I was just, like, convulsed. Like, I was, like, Whoa. Like, it was, like so bad. And then my mum actually came in and she, like, pinned me up against the wall. And she was, like, what's going <laughs> on? And I was like, oh, this. And then she was like, you're being ridiculous. You're completely in the right. And she was, like, so – it was like she grabbed my face and looked That's at me. That's so powerful. I know. And I was like, actually, yeah, I am. But I will always stick with me as this you- – you need somebody to come in yeah. and tell you you aren't crazy. Yeah. But, like, even though
1: this was my mum and she is, like, a very huge pinnacle of being right all the time. Yeah. Um She's a Capricorn, so that sort of comes with a sign. With the with But, the out, yeah, sure. but <laughs> <laughs> um, So even though she was, like, this person is obviously not a good person if he is making you cry like this. Cause, yes. And some part of me was thinking maybe she's right, maybe she's right, but then it would... It's not other, definite. Yeah, the bigger part of my brain, the like because r- I'm a very anxious person, so the anxious part of my brain would just go back to the screenshots and think all these people think you're nuts. Like you need to get your shit together, Amelia, basically, which was like...
0: <laughs> my lip's like quivering with rage right now. Is <laughs> it actually? No, it's just like it's so... It's so sad that, mm. you know, you can be so... Like, so affected and that people would do this in a group situation. I just don't understand where people get that capacity to be nasty, I guess. I don't get it. Like, my
1: heart actually breaks for the younger version of Of me because that was such a damaging moment to think, oh, my God, how many more people have got group chats where they're all talking about me?
0: Or about anybody, like any young person who is somewhat... Not even doing anything differently to everybody else. It's just yeah. that they all need to bond over something, and they don't have anything to talk about except yeah. bullying somebody. I
1: can't imagine. I I can't even picture a thought process that would lead me to getting a few of just my starting good mates. a group chat. Yeah, and being like, "Yo, hey, this is the the Sasha hate chat that we've made." I'm sure there is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It was, it's such an awful thing to do, but the, it's so purposeful to make a group chat and dedicated to being horrible about your partner like literally Mm. I was dating this person so it's I don't understand why people date people that they hate
0: yeah
1: like that made that makes no sense like looking back on it but at the time again all I was thinking was oh man I'm the problem here like I need to get my act together but the problem was I didn't know how to get my act together because I was just reacting to things as they happened
0: um which is hard especially if you struggle with anxiety oh yeah that it's a very like stimuli heavy response like so have you were you did you at that time know that you were anxious personality or did you is this something you've grown to recognize later like what's that process been like for you and how do you rationalize because gaslighting is the thing if you can rationalize it you can see that this isn't the true situation. This is what somebody is trying to force me to believe. Yeah, But that doesn't always work when you're anxious. No,
1: it's it's really, really hard because um, I have gotten so much better at dealing with anxiety. I've been to therapy for quite a while. I don't go at the moment. I really want to go back because yeah. I loved it. But um, I'm, I'm like neurodivergent as hell. So, like, I have a lot of trouble dealing with a lot of situations and lots of the anxiety that came from this was me thinking, oh, like I've accident, I've done something wrong because I spend a lot of energy, like in every social situation, like masking and making sure that I'm coming across as like a quote unquote normal. Yeah. I guess I, I don't want to say normal because, like, what there is it, what does yeah. that even mean? You know. But just as I, I want to come across as if I'm good socially, so then somebody being like, "Here's all these people who think that you've stuffed up," was sort of like, "Oh man!" But I'm I was good at rationalizing it. I think from my therapist being like, here's a few ways to like calm down. Like you should trust your gut as well. My therapist would always say your gut hasn't really been wrong when you've been this upset about something before. Mm. And unfortunately like they were right because when I feel super anxious about something, I think, Oh no, I don't want to believe that. It's just anxiety. But then there's a point where you just know that, right. If that makes sense.
0: A hundred percent. It makes sense in that like, it's a fight or flight thing and I think sometimes when you are an anxious person and lots of things make you anxious it's easy to be like well it's just another thing that makes me nervous yeah. but sometimes it is right and I think it takes a lot of sitting with yourself and kind of like for me, it's writing. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, I also blow bubbles when I'm anxious and I need to breathe correctly. That's so so sweet. I love that. <laughs> I have lots of bubble containers around my house. There's a tip for people if they want one. But yeah, <laughs> what do you what do you use to kind of calm yourself so that you can rationalize these things? Um,
1: if it's a situation that I'm able to leave for a bit, I will leave it for a bit because I cannot stand when people reply to me in the heat of the moment and then they say something that they regret so soon afterwards because Mm. the amount of times I've gotten messages from someone from people who've been like oh you know when I said that earlier that was that was heat of the moment I'm really sorry I said that I think okay well then just take a step back like I know that it's not too easy but if you learn to just sort of be like okay I can put my phone down I just need to wander around the house listening to music for a little bit maybe and then I'll come back to it when my head's a bit clearer because I mean, I've done that so many times too. I've reacted really, really, really heavily to something. And then half an hour later, I'm fully embarrassed by it because I was thinking, oh, I was in such a high anxiety mindset that I've said something that I don't believe when I'm in, like, my neutral headspace. Yeah. So it's as if the person who sent that message wasn't Amelia. And Amelia's back now being like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> like, this is a disaster that I need to fix. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: <laughs> Amelia, what did you do? <laughs> That's just, just be like, obvious. sorry, my cousin took my phone and sent that. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, do you have any advice? Because gaslighting is something I think people continue to experience. Yeah. And I think it can be called out on when it is something when the person is willing to listen and change their behaviours. Mm-hmm. Yep. But do you have any advice for people who are dealing with that now and how to come about those conversations, how to bring those conversations about? As in with the person who is gaslighting yeah. them?
1: Oh, it is really, really hard because especially if it's a purposeful thing, if somebody is accidentally gaslighting you and you say, hey, um, the way that you've talked to me about this has made me doubt my own actions and doubt my own feelings, I think that you might be sort of gaslighting me and they, don't, they haven't meant to do it. Usually I found people are really receptive to that. Yeah. Like they will say, Oh, um, oh, that's awful. Um, you're right. Um, and then hopefully they will listen to your point of view as opposed to just being really, really gung-ho about it and just, you know, soldiering on, mm. making sure that their their voice is the only one that's heard. But if they're doing it on purpose, that's really, really hard. I was never able to get through to this person, for example. Like literally. We we split up because um, he told one of my friends that he just met on the night that he hated me and he thought I was really annoying. This was one of my friends, not one of his friends. So, um, yep, yeah, your lip's doing it again. Um, so, and then this person messaged me and said, hey, your partner is horrible. I really don't like him. Um, this is what he said about you. And that's, for some reason, that was the turning point. Um, so I blocked him on everything. And then he messaged me on text, said, what the hell is your deal? Um, I replied to him saying, this is what my problem is with you. This is what you've made me feel throughout this entire year that we've been together. You need to you need to do something about this. I recommend going to therapy so that you don't treat someone like this in the, in, in the future. And um, his response, I remember very well, was four messages. It said, yo, stop, you're done, just get over it.
0: And that's when you know that they you're done with them because it's yeah. like you can't fix that person. Yeah. The last
1: help. the last thing this person ever said to me was again trying to make me out that I was trying to make me out to be crazy. Mm. So, he clearly was not going to let up anytime soon. And I do think about it sometimes thinking, "Oh, I wonder if he's worked on himself in in any in any capacity at all if somebody else that he's dated has been like you're actually making me feel like I'm crazy even though I know I'm not and all my friends tell me I'm not. Because all my friends told me that I was in the right like frequently and it's not, it's not even about being in the right to, at, the, at that point. It was about not being crazy. Like I didn't want to come across as that and I didn't want to feel like I was remembering everything wrong or that I was getting everything wrong because that, that really, really hurt, to be honest. So having my friends support me was good but, again, didn't believe them. I was kind of too far in.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's really, it's so hard to call someone out on it. I have I've, I've I genuinely struggle so much and I think that to this day if I met him and I was like, hey, maybe you need to kind of reconsider your actions, maybe go to therapy, I don't think that I would be able to get through to him. It sounds like what you're saying is that,
0: you know, having the conversation while hard, you should judge your next move based on their response. Yeah. If their response is some kind of acceptance, then it's like, okay, we can salvage a friendship, yeah. we can salvage whatever this is. Because this can happen to any relationship. Yeah, of course. And then if they're being defensive or they're being, like, emotionally a bit violent, yeah, that's when you're like, no deal. Yeah. No, absolutely. If, I mean, that goes for any type of
1: situation. If somebody just doesn't listen to you when you're telling them how you feel based on their actions, they can't tell you how you feel. Mm. But some people will try, like, they will go to the ends of the earth to make you feel like your emotions are incorrect in some way. And how can they be incorrect? You feel the way that you feel based on what, like, stimulus you get. And if the stimulus happens to be somebody being awful to you, then that's on them, that's not on you. So I, the amount of times that I've just cut people off after this relationship and, you know, after growing through therapy and through just sitting with myself and realising what I need has been really, really good because now I don't have people who try and make me doubt myself so
0: much. Yeah. Because... I have anxiety, I do that enough. I don't need somebody else
1: telling me to do it.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your experience, okay? (laughs) Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse, of psychological manipulation, involving distorting the truth in order to confuse or instill doubt in another person to the point that they question their own sanity or reality. It can occur in any relationship, work, romantic, platonic, family. There are many elements to gaslighting, but key actions include deflecting blame, minimising or trivialising emotions, shifting blame, denying wrongdoing, changing the series of events or using compassion as a weapon. While gaslighting can be a deeply painful and isolating experience, you can heal from it. The first step to protect yourself from gaslighting is to recognise its presence. If you are able to seek professional help, do. But if it isn't available, some other ways to help include writing down what happened in your experience, talking to a friend or loved one separate from the person or removing yourself entirely from the person gaslighting you. Practice defence. Don't take responsibility for other people's actions. Don't sacrifice yourself to spare the other person's feelings. Remember your truth. Do not argue on their terms and if you feel unsafe, leave the conversation. And lastly, practice self-care through gentle self-talk, movement, meditation or anything that grounds you. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, To keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at modibodi underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.